got the loan from my mom, bought the machine, and because they didn't have any equipment. So I, I had, was basically being subcontracted out by this builder. So I was like, great, I got all this work, at least two years, a year and a half, two years worth of work lined up. Wow. Boom, two months later, things fall apart. Yep. A month later after that, they go belly up, stop yep. building. No now way. I'm left with this loan. And a machine, and I don't even have a pickup truck to pull it or a trailer. I had an Acura Legend with chrome rims, you know. I was putting wheelbarrows on the roof of this girl, Acura Legend, and pipes coming out the windows, you know what I mean? That's how I got, you know, who, you imagine the people that when I pull up to their house and they're like, look at this clown. Like, like, what are we doing? This is Grow with the Bros, hosted by Ryan and Ken Parsons, founders of the Brothers That Just Do Gutters. Welcome to another episode of Out of the Gutter Behind the Brother. We've made every mistake in the book, so you don't have to. Our time to evolve as business owners is now. Let's grow together. Join here with my brother, Ken Parsons, and we're the co-founders of the Brothers That Just Do Gutters. Last week, we tackled the topic of the stay small, keep it all concept. And this week, we are welcoming one of our good friends, Russ Brigani, the owner of R. Brigani Excavating, to talk more about this topic. How are you, Russ? I'm doing well. This is awesome. This Thank you for having me. No problem. Hey. Like, ever since we hey. started doing this, I'm like, I can't wait till Russ comes on. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into how you started your business, this is crazy. Because at some point in the history of me knowing you, I was your Sunday school teacher. That's right. <laughs> And I was bigger than you then. I'm still bigger than you now. <laughs> That's all right. We wrestled once. We did. We'll leave that alone. Okay. All right. So um, <laughs> I have a video of Ken wrestling you, but we'll leave that alone. So when... <laughs> only one Ruskavita. Oh, nice. So yeah. let's talk. I can't right remember here. it because it, I think it happened so quickly. It was over so quickly. It was, just, you know. <laughs> It's hard to remember. That's good. That's good. All right. So when did you get into business and what made you start your own escape? You were young, right? Yeah, it was back in 2007. And I was 20 when I got incorporated in 2007. And I picked the best time in history. You know, right? when things are collapsing and it's falling <laughs> apart. It's really, you know, yeah. really so, um, but why'd you get it? Like, I mean, why excavation? Were you well, working for someone? I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, I applied to a lot of colleges, all of them, you know, I'm no rocket scientist. All the, all the colleges I applied to were basically just to go part, you know, party coastal schools, you know what I mean? Things like that. I didn't get into any of them. What? So like, yeah, big surprise. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, well, I don't really want to, I don't, you know, I don't want to go to community schools. There's nothing really in the that interests me that I really want to strive for that takes college to get there. Yeah. So I was like, let me just, you know, start working a little bit. So I was, you know, the summer after graduation, I had met a guy, a guy that I used to know from way back when we were kids, he used to cut my grass. He had got into excavating since the time that we had not seen each other. Okay. I had just basically was like, okay, you know, it's a little summer job. I'll, I'll, I'll be a laborer working for you and, and, and make some money and figure it out. I ended up really liking the business, you know, it was really cool. So, um, but I didn't want to push a shovel my whole life. Okay. You know, so basically what I did was I learned, I tried to be as much of a sponge as possible, learn everything, make my lumps and bumps and bruises on someone else's ear. <laughs> and, uh, and I was just really gung ho. And then after like, I was getting left on jobs by myself yep. with a laborer, you know, I was kind of doing the whole thing and, and really not needing too much help after a while. And 
I thought I knew everything there was to know. So I said, okay, let's just, let's rock and roll. You know, I, I bought a machine and Wow. Know, kind of so now that. what was that guy's business like? Did he have a big business? Was it was very he... similar to mine, actually? Very similar. Very similar to mine right now. Yeah, just an owner operator. Okay. You know, um, small, small crew, you know, two, three guys total and just going from house to house and, and, and doing jobs, up, no commercial, nothing crazy, but, you know, really solving homeowner problems. All right. So I can't imagine, you know, as a laborer and then somebody is leaving alone. I mean, were you making that much money that you were able to just go out and buy Equipment, or do you have no, to get a loan? Or goodness, no, my mom had some money. Yes, Mama yes. B. God bless her. So she, she had given me a loan uh, that she had put some money aside for college for me, my brother. You know, if we need to go to college, yep. or whatever. Um, I believe it was from our selling us, our, her selling our house. You know, we grew up in, had some money put aside. So I was like, listen, I want to make this move. I need a loan. You know, yeah. I don't have any credit. I was, you know, nineteen or twenty, and you know, I didn't have any, you know, nothing. We were already, me and my brother were living together, you know, had a condo and stuff like that. And um, yeah, so she was, she was willing and thankfully, you know, was able to do it. Her and uh, now my stepfather, Dave, they made a decision. They were like, yeah. We'll, we'll do I, re I remember, I remember that when that happened. Yeah. yeah. Dude, it was so nerve wracking because everything was falling apart all around me. Like as soon as I bought that machine, I was working for her. So here's the thing. It wasn't just that one guy I worked for. I worked for him. And then, you know, after I learned, I went to, you know, me and him, I guess you stop getting along. He's a really hard guy to get along with. We're not going to go there. Um, I worked for another company after that. And then um, that company was doing a sub-development in Maypack. They were just building houses, going from site to site. I would go from house to house, just do all site working and keep moving. They went belly up when everything fell apart. I, two months prior to that, had bought the machine, got the loan from my mom, bought the machine. And because they didn't have any equipment. So I, I had, was basically being subcontracted out by this builder. So I was like, great, I got all this work, at least two years, a year and a half, two years worth of work lined up. Wow. Boom, two months later, things fall apart. Yep. A month later after that, they go belly up, stop yep. building. No now way. I'm left with this loan and a machine, and I don't even have a pickup truck to pull it or a trailer. I had an Acura Legend <laughs> with chrome rims, you know? I was putting wheelbarrows on the roof of this Acura Legend and pipes coming out the windows, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's how I got, you know. Whoop. Can you imagine the people that when I pull up to their house and they're like, look at this clown. Like, like what are we doing? You know? That sounds like how Ken and I used to go fishing. You know, strapping a <laughs> robo to the top of an Altima. We had to Dukes of Hazard and in and out of the windows, went to a launch dock in Newburgh. And my gosh, it was, yes, I know that. And that was how a lot of small businesses start. Hey, the boat so didn't sink though, did it, Russ? Oh. She no, that's it. Good. That's it. Wow. We, made it, we got on the water and made it float, right? Heard the rough seas, and you know, that's it. You know, calm seas never built a skilled sailor. So, yeah, you, know, you got to think of it like that. And that's like, I mean, what you just described is typically why most people are in and out of business in the same year. They don't have the stomach for it. You had the same adversity that I think most people do. Ken and I, we've talked about it at length in other podcasts. We had adversity that we should have closed our doors. But I think there's something about the people that just continue to just press on yeah, and make know, it happen. It's, it's a lot of grit. I think it's a lot of faith too. You know, I mean, you gotta, you know, it's, um, that's a big, big part of it for me personally, you know, yeah, just kind of, of knowing that like God's got my back, you know? Yeah. So, and then it does take a lot of uh, a stomach, you know what I mean? Like you gotta, you gotta know that you're gonna take your lumps. I almost quit four times, you know, yeah. on the phone, my mom, I can't do it. You know, other friends of mine that were business owners, you guys, you know what I mean? Talking to you guys and 
talking to other friends like, and you just stay in it, stay in, you know, just keep on keeping on, you know, you, but you know, when you're making pasta, can't afford the sauce, just, you know what I mean? Throw a little <laughs> butter in there, you know, <laughs> for dinner. you know, it's kind of hard to keep your head straight, you know what I mean? But you know, uh, Oh, that's gotta, true, man. No, that's good. That's good. You gotta just dig in. So, so, um, so that was some of the adversity part in the beginning. So what is it like now? Tell us about what's going on in your life. You know, now what, the life. what's the difference? Well, now, uh, you know, there's no, there's no advertising, there's no real stress. There's no advertising to get work. It's just kind of word of mouth, you know, and um, there is no stress. The only stress is like when people give me their stress. Like, you know, if I, I'm one guy with a you know, crew and we go from job to job to job. And when people have a septic issue, you know, that's stressful for them. So I guess the most stressful part of my life now is like not letting other people's stress make me make me stress. So the emergency services, it's yeah. like they want you to drop everything. Let's go. Yeah. But like other people have been waiting, you know what I mean? They want things done. And, and if I'm on a job with other contractors waiting for me to get my part finished so they can keep going, you know, so I guess and that's really not that stressful. I just tell people, listen, this, I, this is all I can do. Yeah. You know, if you need to go somewhere else with someone you haven't been referred to, you may not trust, you can go. I, I don't take offense to that, you know? But if you want it done correctly, see you later. I'm thick. If you want to get robbed, <laughs> or if you want to have somebody dig up your electrical lines, fine. Just, yeah. just have them I mean, go. Whatever. <laughs> I had that happen. I had I had a guy digging here at my house, and he didn't do the call before you dig. And the electrical is there's a telephone pole out front, but there's a big electrical one of those boxes that sits on the lawn. And that's where the electrical comes in, in the back on somebody else's property. It comes through the middle of the property through the back yard. And he's, he pulled the electrical line, dude. <laughs> Start like sizzling and popping and everything or did he? Like, uh, no, no, he didn't. He didn't hit it. He didn't pull the electric part, but he just pulled the, the cylinder that, that the electrical is in and pulled it okay. enough. Uh, but he, he actually pulled it. It came out of the meter of where it attaches to the garage a little bit. So they had to shut everything down and come and fix it. But I'm sure Russ has never taken out a whole neighborhood I, or anything. Not a neighborhood, but I came close once. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's like the thing. But that wasn't my fault. I actually had a great insurance agent. You guys know Larry Krause. You remember? Yeah, him? he's um, the best. I took pictures of everything. I did call for a dig safe and they gave me, this guy, I guess, couldn't get a tone on where the line was in the ground. And he thought where he just put it where it was. And I was, the mark was behind me where the gas line supposedly was. I'm digging over here. Yeah. And then he, before you know it, I'm pulling on something. I'm like, must be a tree root. So I'm like, ding, ding. Ah. And then this thing starts hissing and high pressure, man, you're talking to shooting the dirt up. That's how much the gas is coming out of, out of the pipe. You know oh what I mean? Oh my it's, God. I start freaking out, shut the machine down, jump off, bang on the house, get out, get out, get out. The whole road was closed down, car <laughs> fire department, the whole thing. You know, and here I am. That was like my first year in business. That happened in my first year in business. It was like oh my Yes. My fourth job on my own, literally. Like I had, I was still like getting my machine towed to these jobs and picked up. Oh else. my gosh. So, you know, I had to take all this camera work, you know, and, and they, they hit me with bills like $20,000. But then my insurance company was like, yeah, no way, because here's the pictures. It's not this guy's fault. So a locating wow. company had to eat that. Now, was it, were your vehicles branded at that point? Did you go cover it up real quick while the neighborhood no, was out? I you couldn't afford branding then. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. All right. So speaking of branding though, what's your, what's your tagline again? I mean, 
hey, which one? We eat dirt. You know, that's my website. Everybody I eat, me I, I eat dirt for breakfast or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> he loves it. All right. So let's fast forward a little bit. Um, we reconnected, you know, after, I don't remember, you've been in business. We never really lost touch, but you got into BNI, right? From you. From me. Right. And you joined BNI. And I, I think things were going pretty well um, at that point. And I remember, like, I remember clearly, I had my own struggles. Ken and I had our own struggles trying to grow a business. And uh, we were talking one day, and I feel like I can remember it, but my memory's not great. But you basically were like, stay small, keep it all. That's the concept. Yeah. And I remember like looking at, you know, you were doing well, you had money, you were doing things that you can see like you're doing well. And I'm like, huh, it kind of like hit me. I'm like, holy crap, like we're going the complete opposite direction right now. And you're, and I'm like, and that kind of, it hits you when you're struggling, you know? Um, so my question to you is, when did you first hear that? And why is that, like, why did that resonate so deeply with you? Well, there was a couple of guys that I, I had known in my business, um, guys that were instrumental to me, teaching me things that, you know, as I was gr growing and jobs that would come that was a little too big for me, I would bring, you know, break the pie apart and let everybody eat a little bit, but I would learn. So guys that were instrumental to me were like, listen, you want, you don't want to get big in this business, you know, and they had made a lot of money doing it too, you know, but when downturns come in, in the construction, in the excavation industry, more or less, it's, you know, it's, it takes a big, it, it takes a big toll out. On yeah. Them. So they were like, listen, you, you know, if you can get the work and that's the other thing too, like when you have a bigger company and doing bigger jobs, you get one contract, you're good for two, three years, maybe, you know what I mean? Yeah. One spot. I'm on, I'm on job two or three days and I'm yeah. on, on to the next. Yeah. So they were like, you know, if you can not, if you can get the work, stay small, keep it all. Like, you know, there's really no, no need to get bigger. You can make good money. Yeah. You know, really good money because the machines, they warrant X amount of dollars a day based on the machine. Yeah. So once those machines are paid off, you know, if you've got two machines, three machines running for the day, you're making a few thousand dollars a day. Yeah. Every day. You know what I mean? When they're running. So I had listened to those guys and, um, you know, even those guys now, they have big businesses, big, okay. doing big, you know, working at colleges and hospitals and big businesses. But they said, if I can do it over again, I probably would have stayed a little, stayed small. Wow. Wow. All right. So, you know, they talk about the stresses of machines breaking down and you got deadlines getting, trying to get done by a certain day and the machine blows a hydraulic line or something like that. Now this giant machine cannot even move until you get, you know, the parts in and the yep. mechanics there. Like it's, it's not like it's even a car you could hook up and just drag it out of the way. You know, these things are 50, 60, 70, 100,000 pound pieces of equipment. Wow. So when they're down, it's like, it's stressful, man. I hear you. Um, all right. So what about, um, you know, what things are you, do you feel like you're able to do being smaller that you wouldn't be able to do if you were bigger? Uh, well, as far as, as in what? Just in general, like, um, you know, like, when you're saying, what are your favorite parts about having a small business? What things are you able to do that larger business? Like when you hear like your buddies or whatever is like, oh, I can't do that because of this larger business or this is so much of a bigger headache. Right. And you're thinking, man, I'm so glad I'm the size I am. Yeah, so there's two ways I can answer that question. I think the, the, a, a real simple um, way of describing the, what I like about it is I like meeting the, and, and solving problems for people and having people really be thankful and putting up positive reviews and just sending me Christmas cards, whatever. There's 
texting me after the next rainstorm, like, thank you, my basement's dry, you know what I mean, whatever the case is. And so that's really cool. I really enjoy that as the personalization and helping people out. But I think that what the, I mean, now at this point, I, I'm a member at a, a country club, I love to play golf. What I like is like, if I wanted to do a job and if I, you know, if there wasn't anybody with an emergency ready to go and I have, I could push somebody, whatever, I could, if I could finagle, you know, I like being able to just do a job two, three days. And then I got two more days and then the weekend to just play golf. Yep. You know what I mean? Cause I, I don't, I'm, I run my, my company very thin um, as far as my overhead. You know, I, I didn't buy any equipment that I had a, that I had to pay off. I just would save up and buy it. Awesome. Truck, you know what I mean? Truck save up and buy them. So there's really smart. I have no overhead besides my insurance, really. You know what I mean? And, and it sounds like you've got it a little bit more figured out than a lot of small business owners. A lot of small business owners can never take a day off. They may not have done it smart. They may have just get, get overzealous and they got some credit and some available credit. Then they start buying things that they don't really even they can do without. You can work a little harder. You can rent it. You know what I mean? Get another guy for the day to make up for that machine, you know, but, but you pay the guy for the day, the job gets done. You don't have, you don't keep paying for it. You know what I mean? So, so there's, what is, you would, would you add to that by saying that somebody that's going to choose to do the path that you've taken, it, it, it sounds like to me and, and knowing you that you've had a lot of personal self-discipline when it comes to, you know, you're saving money and, and, and buying machines outright and things of that nature. But I think a lot of people who, choose to take their business and stay small, do not have that self-discipline. Um, is that something that you've uh, seen as well? You, 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 had, you were talking a little bit about that, just about people spending money uh, and not being frugal um, the way you've been. Yeah, wild. I see guys that, you know, I know they're up to their eyeballs in debt and they, you know what I mean? They just want the newest truck. They want, oh, you know, they feel, you know, it's like, I don't understand if, why would you do that? What's wrong with but it? But I wanted jet skis. Yeah, just like, yeah, you start making some money a little bit and then you start just being frivolous with it. Yeah. And could just to try to show, put on this persona that you're successful because you got a new truck and you got new this, new that. But meanwhile, how much debt are you in? What does that cost you a month? I'd rather run older trucks. You know, I've always done that. You know yeah. what I mean? As long yeah. as they start and they go, you know, and they, and they take their they take their, their, their time in the shop every now and then. But you know yeah. what? If I have multiple trucks anyway, you know, pickups and dump trucks. So if like, if a pickup goes down, I just hop in the dump truck and go to work. Yep. You know, whatever the case is, but like, you know, some people just, it's wild how they just, I, I look at them and it just makes me like anxiety ridden. Like, yeah. how do you do that? You know, like, well, yeah. how do you sleep at night that without a cushion, but that, you know, and you know, you're still renting a house, you know, you don't even saving for, for, you know, everybody's big asset is their home. When you get ahead of your home, you're, you can be your own bank, key lock loans, everything else. So like, I'm looking at people who rent their houses and they have machine, you know, truck payments and, and whatever the case is. And I don't know, man, I've always just been like a squirrel. I just want to put the nuts away. You know, yeah. I just always, I thought that was just better. Like having, having the capital on hand is for me, helps me sleep at night. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd rather do that. I don't need the newest truck. That's great. You know what I mean? I don't, it doesn't bother me. And you touch on a really important thing. Cause I think um, as young business owners, I used to see that and I didn't know how their finances were. I just assumed they're doing something right and I'm doing something wrong. Yeah, I used to think that too. I, I'm literally like, I'm killing myself. How has this guy got a boat? I'm like, I don't get it. And like, and I know that's not, you know, I don't want to covet. I don't want to be jealous of other people's stuff. But I'm like, man, I feel like we're doing good at business, that we know what we're doing, that we're building something good. And, and I'm not seeing necessarily the same fruit that you can see that other person driving around in it was right. a little discouraging yeah they're, 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 the they're selling drugs on the side 
Yeah. You, you wonder. You're like, yeah. what in the world? But at the same time, you ask them how much work did they have? They can't scratch together five grand. If they would even tell you that. Yeah. I mean, you know, these are people that, you know, that oh, credit cards almost maxed out. You know, no liquid, this and that, the other thing. But they got, but they got a, 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 a you know, a ten thousand dollar watch that they're still that they're paying off every month. Yeah. Got you know, it just never made sense to me. Honestly, I think it's just bad, bad management, and I think it's um, it shows a little bit. Of, and I don't mean to sound, sound harsh, but I think it shows weakness. You know, a character weakness. Like you really need to try to promote yourself like that. For what? Where does that come from? Yeah. Where does right. that? You know what I mean? What? Why? Yeah. Well, you know, what do you? Who do you have to prove anything to? If you, if you're like, you know, if you're, if you know you're doing the right thing, you don't need anybody's approval. You it's can true. pull up, you know, you could, and I'm not saying drive clunkers around because that doesn't look good either going on in a point. No. You know what I mean? But that middle truck, that clunker doesn't look good showing up. That $78,000 brand new truck doesn't, you know, people are like, oh my God, this guy might be really expensive. Although no. people don't really know how much trucks cost. No. So you can show up in like a $90,000 pickup or a $10,000 Mercedes, and the guy who shows up in the Mercedes, they're gonna think he's too expensive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but you know, I think that has a lot to do too. When you're trying to close a deal, I think that, um, you know, your persona does mean something. You don't wanna yeah. be, you don't wanna be Joe Schmo, you know, shoemaker, but you don't wanna be, you know, Mr. Uh, Pristine, only doing high-end, you know, prices and jobs. Yeah. You know, I think that makes make people wanna be able to relate and level with you. Like, okay, this is just a, a good, hardworking guy, young man who just wants to, who's recommended to me. I feel comfortable with him. He's talking, yep. you know what I mean? I mean, and then you just keep, you just keep the Maserati <laughs> at home. That's it. <laughs> yes. Very easy on the eyes. So when you um, started your business, Russ, did you think, you know, that back when you started that you'd have the success and, and where you're at right now? Uh, did you see that back then? Uh, or did you just kind of just, you know, one foot in front of the other and finally ended up being where you're at right now? You know, Ken, that's a good question. Uh, I think it'd be a little bit of both, to be honest with you. I think that I always kind of knew the lifestyle I wanted, the things I wanted to do and accomplish in my life, but I also knew that it ain't going to be easy. You know what I mean? So I guess if you, I guess you could say I knew the lifestyle I wanted. I knew that I, knew that I didn't want to struggle with money. You know, we grew up struggling with money in, in my house, so I, I knew I didn't want that. And, you know, I, I feel like excavating something that interests me. It was awesome, new every day. You know, I can't do things that are repetitive. That, that gets boring to me really fast. But I knew that the potential for income could be really big based on, you know, when you, you hear what the machines grab a day. Yeah. And to me, it was like, okay, if I pay this off and it gets this much day, all I got to do is get to work. Yeah. And it's like, so for me, I'm like very, uh, you know, cut, you know, very black yeah, and white. Yeah, There's yeah. no gray. It's like, okay, get the numbers down. And go, you know, it's it, so um, I don't have the stomach for what you guys do, but I mean, there's no, way, there's no way I can ever duplicate on my own what you guys are doing by expanding and getting to the point where you are. But I think, you know, now that we're talking about it, I think that in between me and you is a problem, it, you know, is a problem. I think that it's, and this is just me, I could be speaking incorrectly but i think that in between my business and your business is a problem because there's not you guys have to be able to get where you guys want to be right to financially be free and do what you you know what you always dreamed of doing you have to get really big mm -hmm. right and i don't think a lot of people have the knowledge that you guys do and have done the, the trials and failed and found out what did work to get there they they can't stick and move like that and that's death zone in the middle it is there is death valley yeah is what know. it's been described you know, and i don't think well, it's you know what's interesting that you said though that um, in the beginning, 
a lot of the things that you took away from when you started your business, you had some, you had people in your life, other guys in the business that were kind of took you kind of under their wing that you were able to get, you know, an idea of how to run and start your business and, um, and along the way. So, you know, you've been able to apply those principles and be successful and uh, whether it's a business, the way that you're operating a business or the way that Ryan and I operate a business, uh, I think that's, that's the key right there, right? Wouldn't you say that if you're going to go into business, it doesn't matter what your plan is, long, you know, short-term or long-term for the business, but you need to find somebody that's doing business the way that you would like to do business and is, is actually successful at that model. So kind of find the, uh, you were 19 years old. Find the guy that's 50 or 60 that you identify with and that's still doing it or has the business model. And you can, you can pretty much fast forward it. Like that's what's really sometimes concerning depending on who you look at and sometimes motivating. You see the person with the bigger business or the smaller business, but has done everything they've wanted to. I, I like that. I think finding, finding a mentor that kind of aligns with how you want to do things um, and then they can help take years off your, your thing. But with that said, you started at 19. That's crazy. So you, you had, yeah. you're obviously at 19, you're indestructible. You're still, what are you, 34? 34. 34, still indestructible. Oh, young guy. But the time goes like, so I think even for Kenny and I, when we started, like you don't think about retirement so far away. All that kind of stuff is so far away. But now from 19 to 34, when you fast forward in your head to 50 or 60, what do you want this business to look like? Or what is your strategy or exit strategy or sales strategy? What are you thinking? Well, you know, um, I, I do see myself with, with, you know, having a kid one day, right? And, and if, if God wants to bless me with a son, that'd be awesome. I would love to bring him in. Triplet girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, girls can uh, run heavy equipment too, man. And they can indeed. Um, you know, I would like to be able to be, have you know a, 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 someone under me, you know, to pass off the knowledge and the and the and the, the, the business too. Um, and if that doesn't happen, that's okay because I listened to some some more people a long while back, years ago, many years ago, probably in my early twenties, you know, mid twenties, when I was able to actually have a little bit of um, uh, what. Um, loose income, I guess you could say, um, uh, disposable, disposable income. a little bit of it, you know, and I knew that math works, right? Listening to people who are where you want to be works. So if you take some simple math, compounding interest, and you listen to people who are where you want, they'll tell you, start putting away from retirement early and a lot, because that compounding just makes things easier down the road. So I've been doing that for a while now, you know, setting up for retirement. So like if, you know, my business isn't worth anything but the equipment that I own, and maybe my phone number, if it, you know, if it's not going to be worth this, you know, big sum of money, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Because I was doing what was needed to be done on the, you know, on the side, you know what I mean? And, and putting away for retirement and making some smart investments and, you know, trying to do things like that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there are ways to be a small business owner and get out. Yeah. If you just be smart about it, you know, but like, I'm never going to have, I don't think, you know, unless I have a change of heart where my business is going to go, I don't ever, I'm not going to have something where I can be like, all right, well, I'm Ryan and Ken, and we're 100% owners of brothers. God has given us millions of dollars. You know, I'm, it's never going to be in my <laughs> deck of cards. You know what I mean? So um, I had to do it other ways, but yeah. that's possible. You yeah. know, you just have to be disciplined. Again, squirrel, you're nuts away. You yep. know what I mean? You have to be disciplined in what you do. So what you're, what, what I've gathered is 
you've done kind of the opposite of what you've seen. Money can be great in a trade, especially owner operator. But what you've been disciplined is to be putting it away for retirement, your future, you're paying for things for cash, where a lot of other business owners, when they're staying small, keeping it all, they're literally not even keeping it. They're just spending it all. Oh as my God. They get, I got 10 grand today. Let's go. And they go and casino, do something stupid, right? go to casino, you know, and then they're poor exactly. the next week. Um, so you're, you're funding your retirement. You're funding, you're kind of, you, you have an idea that if by the time you turn 50 or 60 or whenever you want to stop, if your business is not worth anything but the equipment, you're fine because you've been setting yourself up through other avenues. And I, you know, I know we're not going to get into it today. You're an entrepreneur. You flip houses before you've done lots of stuff. You know how to make money. You can sniff a good deal. Right. You know, so there's a lot more um, also that yeah. you have to offer. Yeah. I mean, and that's all economically driven too. Like, you know, there will be a downturn to an economy. There'll be another upswing again, you know, they, it's cyclical, you know, but you know, it's another thing too, you're older, you know, you can just, you know, flip homes and just, if you know what you're doing, you just hire the right trade, get good prices. You can make money just by, you know, flipping homes, you know, not really breaking your back at all. Mm-hmm. Just subbing it out smart, buying something for cash, getting a good deal on it, maybe going direct to the owner, cut the realtor out, you know, doing some things like that. And so, you know, I, I don't think I'm too concerned, you know, I'm yeah. not going to leverage my house for anything. Uh, you know what I mean? I want to pay my house off soon. You know, we got equity in it now and I'd like to just continue adding to that. So, you know, if I ever need money, I could use my house as, as a bank and then just pay myself, you know, whatever the case is. It's um, great. There's avenues to go. Um, but there's also, you know, we're going to get to it. There's also the things that, that are troublesome that I do think about and worrisome and, and then downsides to this business. Yeah. Know, and that this business. Might. So that'll be the next question. But before we go right there, have you ever considered scaling it? Thought about, should I grow? Yes. Yes. And what, 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 what happened? Tell us through that process. I got scared. You got scared. <laughs> <laughs> so what, tell me like, all right, should I grow? I think you even called me one time. Tell me why I should scale. I've called you like four times. Every time I've considered this once every two years, you know, I call, <laughs> we'll go, we'll go have a couple beers about it. And then I'll leave that. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do that. You know, I just don't want to do it. You know, it's just, um, it would be a lot more work. You know, it's just a lot more work. You got the two of you have two guys, you, the, the brothers that, you know, I think you guys are very opposite in a lot of ways, but that's really good for your bit for your business. Mm-hmm. You know, there's Ken's Ken's got strengths that are, you know, his strengths, and Ryan has his, and you guys together can't wouldn't do as well the other person's shoes. No, so it's I think like you and Tommy. Hundred percent. You know, it's just gonna... <laughs> should have joined forces. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you don't have to change the name or nothing. It's already there. Oh, we're good. So what 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 happens in your mind like when you're when you're about to pick up the phone and say Ryan why should I scale or why shouldn't I what's happening what are you thinking and what makes you want to I'm turning down work because you're turning down work and turn down work I'm like, losing wow, opportunity yeah that's a that's a that's a money job it's a it's a two day job I can make a few thousand dollars but I can't get there for a month and a half and then I lose the job so I'm like dang this really stinks you know like I'm just leaving money out on the street now somebody else is gonna make that you know that was my job you know they called me recommended. So it was a guarantee, pretty much guaranteed job. Every time. As long yeah. as I'm not a pig when I go price it out, you yep. know what I mean? That's it. it. You know, it's it's my job. I close a very high percent of my appointments. So then what happens? Uh, you said the math tells a story earlier or something like that. Is that when you start thinking, all right, this is much for a machine. Now I got to hire a guy. Like what yeah, now makes you say, forget it. Workman's comp, New York State. Nightmare. Yep. Nightmare. You know, if somebody gets hurt and you're not prepared, you're trying to fly by the seat of your pants, you're getting hosed, man. Yeah. Say goodnight. Why you, you need know? to relocate. Yeah. You need to relocate here. 
You know, you know what? I could dig. Uh, I could dig a post hole. I could. I could dig four feet in the ground with a post hole digger, fa faster than anybody you've ever seen here in Texas. It's like it's like a beach. It's sand. He, he saw me do it. I literally dug four feet deep with a post hole digger in less than ten seconds. <laughs> a fencing company out there. Yes, we should. <laughs> um, to be honest with you, it's funny we talk about fencing. I, if I could do it over again, I probably might think about scale like so no one i know now right yeah a fence company would be an awesome company to scale yeah because all the material gets delivered to the site yeah you need a pickup truck and two guys two three guys that's it you know there's big margins margins in fences really nice that would be a good business that i think i'd be interested in scaling well i'll you let know. you know because maybe we'll do it someday My brothers that just do fences it's, it has such <laughs> a ring to it right <laughs> it does i like it i like it I'll come down to Texas, Ken, if you promised me we can open up a franchise and brothers that just do fences. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm in. That's an entrepreneur spirit right there. Always. Let's go. His answer is always, let's do it. And mine's like, holy crap, can we just finish the one thing? Yeah. <laughs> so somehow we meet in the middle. Yeah, and that's awesome. And that's why that's why you guys are so successful, man. I mean, I came here at this new facility, first time coming here. This place is sick. Thanks. 13,000 square feet. You got call centers, you know, meeting rooms, a pool table. You guys got your ugly mugs on the uh, on the <laughs> cornhole floors. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty cool. You can throw beanbags at our faces. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> and I'm not All even right, there. So I'm not even there, Russ. You should be though, but you're here in spirit though. That's yes, true. definitely. So let's just talk about like, I know we focused a lot on the, um, you know, uh, on the uh, stay small, keep it all. Um, let's talk about some of the negatives and positives for either keeping it small or, and let's focus on some of the negatives and positives for scaling. Okay. So I'll tell you about the negatives first about keep staying small. If I don't go to work, I don't make any money really. You know, there's a few jobs here and there where I can just, you know, send my guy, my two guys and just go. Um, but that's really not doesn't happen that often. You know, a lot of it's just need, I need to be there. If I get hurt, that's worrisome for me. Yeah. You know, there's nobody that's going to replace me really. Um, at least that I, you know, that I can see. You better yeah. be careful out on the golf course, man. It could be dangerous. <laughs> Got to watch yourself out there. <laughs> Balls flying all over the place. <laughs> but, uh, uh, no, I mean, you know, that does, I think I think about that all the time. If I'm hurt, if I, if I go down, it's a, uh, it's a big problem. You know, it's a big problem. Yeah. How do you, uh, how have you navigated? Um, because this is another thing that I find is a big, um, can be an issue. Uh, how do you keep people motivated that are working for you? Do you find that it's a high turnover turnover rate um, over the over the years? You've been through probably a lot of guys. I know Ryan and I have in our model too. Um, tell us a little bit about how that. Is. So, yeah, so I have, um, I've had the same guy who has been with me 13 years. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. You know, we, we actually worked for that builder I was telling you about. He came here, couldn't speak a, speak a lick of English. And we were both working for them. As soon as they went out, you know, he was working with me. So ever since that, you know, he's been awesome. You know, I think that, you know, there's a little bit of bumps along the way. You know, you got to you got to treat people well, you know, you yeah. got to take care of them, you know? So I try to do the best I can give them two weeks pay for Christmas, you know, if, if the job's, you know, a little harder than it should be, you know, something that, you know, you got to work, do something a little hard. I slip them a, a little something into the, the day, you know what I mean? Just thank you for working hard today. Great. So I do things like that all from lunch, coffee, you know, whatever. 
So I haven't really had a lot of uh, high turnover, I guess. Like, um, and I have friends of mine that are teachers. They're often in, in the summertime, yeah. so they're like, "Oh, can you can I work?" So you know, and that's repetitive every year, you know. So my turnover is not that crazy, you know. It's really, um, it's been I've been blessed in that situation. I haven't yeah. had to worry about. What's that guy's name that works for you for thirteen years? Oh, Cheech. <laughs> Cheech and Chum. <laughs> maybe I was just wondering. Maybe he might be good at he might be good at hanging some gutter. <laughs> Um, so I think you touched on basically the reasons why I think we started to scale, um, was Ken got hurt, fell off a ladder, scared the crap out of him. Um, having me come in and just as a helper. And when I wanted more, I'm like, I'm not going to stick around to be Ken's helper. You know, are there more opportunity here? And I think they kind of forced Ken to say, yeah, like, let's think about it. So I think kind of like what you said, there wasn't a plan. It wasn't like, it was like things just started to happen and, and, and expand. And, and to your point earlier, when you start doing the math, it's you pretty much have to triple the size of your business um, in most scenarios to get, out of to get out of Death Valley. So if you're the guy doing all, let's just say, let's just make up a number. Let's say your business does $300,000 a year and you make what you make and you're comfortable with whatever. You need to do $900,000 a year Right. with other people doing the work for you to make what you used to make at three, right. give or take. That's what I've seen, whether it's plumbing, gutters, carpentry, remodeling, excavation. And I think that's what's the scariest part. And that we talk about a lot is if you go from one to two excavators and a bunch of guys, you might be going, holy cow, I used to make more money by myself. Right. And people quickly go right back. They're like, forget it. It was a nightmare. That truck broke. This guy didn't show up. All of a sudden, I got. I forget it. I'm going back. You know, it's it's if you take too long to get to that triple the size, mm -hmm. I think that's where most people, you know, pull out and just are like this. Yeah, you get beat down. You know? Oh, well, it's, that's, there's that's, a lot of there's a lot of structure and things that you need in the business to keep those people accountable, so that you know machines aren't breaking down uh, because people aren't checking the oil or you know. Uh, doing certain things the right way or they weren't trained properly and they broke something or messed somebody's yard up you know it's there's a super huge amounts of uh, accountability through training that has to occur in order to get that business and uh, you know if, if somebody's looking to scale and they're not putting together a budget from going to wherever they're at to a million and beyond in that first year of doing it they're going to have a hell of a time um, uh, of getting there because that's really when business starts when you're scaling a business because at a million you can afford to hire competent Peter people and leadership that are not going to screw up your machinery or your houses that you're working on and stuff like that. You, you can't do it with the same uh, organizational structure uh, that you have that way. So that's why there's such a chasm in between. Uh -huh. Yeah. And those are the negatives on scaling, like hiring, things not done right. As soon as Ken was off a truck, all of a sudden, like the guys that were fine, now all of a sudden they go out without Ken. And it's like the builders calling up like, dude, I don't know what happened here, but this gutter is like, and it's like, what? And then yeah. all of a sudden, like, or like, looks good for my house. Yeah. <laughs> they don't buy eye construction. Buy yeah. eye. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
And going back to square one over and over, I can't tell you how many times Ken was off a truck, back on a truck. Um, it's very tough. Um, we talked about it earlier. The way to get around that is having good mentors, hiring the right people, marketing. Like you wear all the hats now, but it's pretty much word of mouth. You're not figuring out Google AdWords. You're not, yeah, you know, no, having a big marketing company. I mean, you've done some stuff with the Renegades back in the day. You, yeah. You'll dabble. Like someone calls you up, you're like, fine, I'll put, a, what yeah. is it, 300 bucks a month? Fine. Yeah. Sponsoring Dot Paul here, then whatever the case is, you know. <laughs> but I think, you know, uh, I think the type of business also makes scaling a lot easier versus something that's, that's a lot harder to scale. Um, we could take our two businesses, for instance, right? The gutter game has is there's really not too many different variations of things you're gonna see, right? Mm -hmm. Houses are all pretty much built kind of the same. There'll be different gable ends and valleys and things yeah. you're gonna have to, but most of the time there's not too much variation in, in what you need to do and how how to do it, how to hang a gutter. Yep. Right. You could, is that fair to say? There's not too many yeah. different things you're gonna see. 90% of the time they're pretty straightforward and you get the crazy thing, stuff. Right. Then you got your 10% of, of, of stuff like that. So like and then in my business, it's, um, you know, you got, you know, things that were done a hundred years ago in the ground. You don't know what's going on. There's the Hudson Valley has got every different soil type you could ever ask for because of the glacier movements and everything else. So there's sand, silt, loam, bank run, clay, rock. you know, rock, topsoil, you know what I mean? You got everything. So everything every is more simpler here in Texas. I don't know why everybody doesn't move here. I really, I really don't. It'll be in Texas. I know, but you need to know your stuff to do things right. Because you could do an application in my business here and it worked beautifully at this person's house. But you do the same application with different soil types over here, it ain't gonna work. So your yeah. problem solving is just always it's on the fly. You never know what the problem is. Sometimes you gotta go through, you know, I you know, I've had people call me and just say, Listen, I've had three guys come over and I don't to figure it out. What's the problem? And I would just go do my due diligence, ask questions and think not things off the list, and then we, we figure out what the problem is, you know. There, but you need to the problem solving aspect is, is huge because a lot of things you can't see. You guess, you know, you got to figure out where's this water coming from or why is this happening? You know, yep. um, and, and you, it's a lot to figure out there. The soil type is another thing. I mean, it's so just- is, um, is, is radon real? I mean, they say it is. I mean, you can smell <laughs> it, right? So- I, I mean, a, I mean, come on, if radon's real, me and Ryan spent like the better part of our, our 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 lives growing up down in a dungeon of a basement playing with GI Joes and blocks that my dad made from scrap wood. I mean, maybe I, I don't know. I just had to ask. A lot about my brother. <laughs> you know, the truth is, I was doing a sump pump the other day, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we cut the hole in the, in the cement floor and we started digging, and boy, was that gas smell strong. Wow. Yeah, it was really. That was the first time I was like, wow, I'm kind of a believer now because. You know, I built a, I built a bunch of houses. Built, you know, I'm in the ground all the time. But let me tell you, when you come across a spot that's that's you know got a lot of radon, man, you can smell it. All right, yeah, I guess it's there. It's there, man. All right, so I think we covered like everything. We talked about some of the benefits. You know, let's recap. What are what are some of the biggest benefits you think to your freedom to come and go as you please? No one telling you what to do. Um, being the master of your own destiny. Your scheduling. How much money you want to make this week? How much you don't want to make this week? You know, um, just I, I got to do something with the wife. I can go do it. I don't have to ask permission. No, no matter. You know, if something's wrong. With my dog needs to go to the vet. Whatever, I take the dog to the vet. Just do what I got to do. You know, it's not like having to worry. Can I take off? Do it the, the days I got sick. Do I have to take a sick day? Things like that. That's the benefit of it. And you know, just kind of 
waking up and just being like, I do what I want every single day. How do a long? podcast at 11 a.m. on a Monday. Why not? Why not? You know, it's like, so that's the cool part, man. And the bad part, it's got to be the, the, you know, if I don't go to work, if I get hurt, I, you know, making money is, is tough, you know? Um, and then I have to start doing other, you know, I have to change avenues if I was like, say if I was seriously hurt, right? I'd have to change avenues. I'd, I'd probably, um, you know, get more into the, the, the housing game building, you know, I'd put up a house or two or flip something, you know, I get back in, into that way until I was healed up. But um, that's gotta be the worst part of it, you know, is that it is, is the risk of getting hurt. You know, I'm a, yeah. I pay for health insurance, you know, and all that, but what good does it do if you can't do nothing, you know? Right. True. One thing you said earlier, um, I, I think that it also takes a lot of self-discipline. Uh, you know, if you're booking out a month and a half, you know that there's certain opportunity loss. I think there's a lot of people uh, out there who are self-employed they just say yes to everything and then they just let it and it really damages their reputation because they'll tell people, yes, I can get to it. And meanwhile, they don't show up to the estimate when they say they're going to go. And then it's like, you know, like I've experienced that just mystery shopping all across the country with other comp companies that are in the gutter business. And people tell me, you know, I'll get reports back saying, man, this guy said he was going to come out and he came out like two weeks later and he just showed up. He didn't even call me. He didn't text me. Nothing. You know, how uh, how do you deal with that as a small business owner? Do you just tell clients, you know, this is what it is. I'm sorry, but I'm booked out a month and a half. If you want to wait that long, like, how do you deal with that with opportunity loss? So with that being said, I, I, I have a lot of people that say, you know, um, you're the only guy who came on time. You answer your phone. We're gonna hire you. You you were a couple bucks more than this guy, but you know we're gonna go with you because we, you make us feel more comfortable. Uh, let me tell you how much I hear that, dude. The the amount of people who are such bad administrators and business owners is is off the charts. I can't even believe some people stay in business. Yep. You know it's it's fascinating to me how you it is fascinating screwball <laughs> in that department. You know what I mean? And, yep. And and, and and stay afloat. You know what yep. I mean? Because but that's that that's another conversation. But. Um, you know, dealing with that other stuff, I just tell them, I say, listen, I'm a month and a half out. I'll, if I can put you on the schedule, you know, let's call me, text me in, in a month and say, Russ, how are we looking? Cause I got, you know, I, I just put, if someone gives you, okay, we want to use you, you go on my schedule book. And I just kind of go down the list and cross the name off, cross the name off. Keep it simple. So when you, I say, just call me in a month. Cause I can't, if there's a week of rain, dude, you know, now you're a month and a half is almost two months now. You know what I mean? So the rain makes a factor, jobs taking a day longer than I thought it takes a factor, it's a day shorter than I thought, you know what I mean? I get there a little quicker, whatever. I could take a one day job that was a month and a half out, boogie him into that Wednesday because I got done Monday and Tuesday and still keep my Thursday. You and know? still golf on the weekend. And still golf on Friday and Saturday. <laughs> nice. So yeah, I think it's just, if you're a front with people and when you call, they, you, when they call you answer, it's just being up front and being communicating well, I think is the biggest thing. Like if you're, if you answer your phone or answer your text within, you know, I don't, I'm not saying right away, drop you doing answer your phone all the time, but dude, don't let it go the next day. Like when I get home, I'll sit in the driveway, shut the truck off and just go through my voicemails and text for the day. It's awesome. Just because before I even go inside, I know it's going to happen. I'm going to get a dress, take a shower, eat, hang out. With my wife. I don't want to do business then. I'm still working. I'm in my work clothes. I didn't get out of my truck. I'm not in the house yet. So like, that's my time Smart. to kind of go through things. And I just da, 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 do what I got to do and, and just make sure that that's done. You know, it's very simple. It's a very simple thing. But if you're just diligent with simple tactics and implementing simple ways of getting things done, you know, I don't have a, a big computer set up like this with keeping my point to it. I have a, a notepad. You yep. know what I mean? That's that, all you need. You know, and if, uh, you Unless know, you lose it. Yeah. I mean, the wrong truck. <laughs> Damn, I'm not the way out the 
truck. You know what I mean? I like, call my wife. Hey, go in the truck. We went, okay, we're, what address am I going to tonight? You know? They make these things now. I forget what they're called. Smartphones. Yeah. I, they I, have lists. I've been stuff. using that. I've been trying to do that. Yeah. So. <laughs> but uh, that's great. Uh, Kenny, dealing with that, dealing with that is, um, you know, and then, and like I said, there's a, and I'll do things like, okay, I'm not a fool. I'm not prideful where I'm like, oh, I got to go up every week. And like, dude, uh, if there's a good paying job that somebody's like, I can't wait. All right, I'll work a Saturday. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll go put in a, a weekend work. I, there's money out there. I'm going to try to eat it. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, I try to, you know, if, I, if it's not an emergency job, I'll just kind of just hopefully just tell people wait in line, you know, I'll get to you and then and go from there. But yeah, back to what you said before, it's just wild to me. Yeah. Wild how bad people are with the, with the, the basics. Yeah. That's all they need to do is the That's basics. It. That's it. it blows our mind that to this day, wow, you're the only one that showed up. I'm like, wow, that's all we still have to do. Like I would have <laughs> thought like it'd be harder by now to, yeah. you know, to impress customers, but that's still one of the number one things. Yeah. So awesome. I mean, so right before we started, you're kind of grilling me a little bit. So I don't know if, if we want to try and flip the script. If this doesn't work, we can cut it out. <laughs> but I mean, what questions are you like asking me stuff, you know? Well, I mean, it's just it, it, to come into this building that you guys had retrofitted for yourselves. That was an empty warehouse. And I'm thinking to myself, like, wow, this takes a lot of like a lot of doing, you know, you have to be you know, you've got to be able to a do a lot as an owner, but b you've got to be able to let things go and let other people handle things. You know, and that's yeah. hard to do as an owner. Yeah. So, so for me, I'm like, you know, I, I like things to be done my way. You yeah. know, and 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 my way or the highway, get out of my face. You guys are like, you're just conquering a lot because you're able. You hire good guys. You've got you've had employees that I've seen here for years and years and years. And so you know, and that makes it a lot easier. You're like, and you told me today, you're like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't do anything anymore. You look at I know you do the your you, you your job right now, but your job is not to sit there and and hang gutter and things like that. Your job is to make your guys' lives easier. That's yes. what Ken and Ryan's job is to you know put in you know implement solutions to make everybody's life easier, safer, more profitable. Yep. You know, and that's really cool. But you know what? I just it's I just don't know how you guys you know had the stomach, man. That's well, you've seen it. You, you saw the arc. You, you've seen it from our crappy shops. You've seen yeah. it, you know, when I'm kind of you off on, yeah, I needed some excavating. At, my, at our mom's house, you know, the old barn where it all started. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Barn. You used to rent at their part at your mother's, at your mother's house. I still years. can't believe you only paid her a hundred bucks a month. That's I know. It's amazing. And I had to pay, I had to pay 500 bucks a month. Uh, <laughs> maybe she liked me more than of you course. <laughs> of course <laughs> no but you know what it's uh it's uh it's, it's really cool man and i you know you're right i haven't seen you guys grow the whole time and you know i remember like talking to you guys and and, and you guys saying you know we're gonna do this it's gonna be awesome and in the back of my head i'm like but how yeah you know, how is that possible is that really gonna happen is ryan just shooting his mouth off as some dreamer you know what i mean but yeah really you guys really dug in and it's super impressive like but and, and you know networking has something a lot to do with it too you know when i came to you guys in the beginning of my business and i was you know and i was like really struggling this and that and we were you know both of us weren't really doing all that well in the beginning you know no it was like 2007 8 we were yeah. all scraping the bottom but you told me to join b and i so let's talk about that the importance of networking i think that there is something to be said for that yeah i think that um you can't do it on your own you need a support system you need to build relationships, you know, with people that will feed, feed you work, you know, and, and, and directly down the line from you. 
So the networking part of it was really cool because I have relationships from being, I haven't been in it in years, five, six, seven years, eight years. I haven't been in that. Yep, same. Uh, you know, whatever it is. And, and I still have relationships from those business owners who still give me work and, you know, I'm obligated, we're all obligated to each other to do the right thing and do a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really cool. You know, then, then that, what, what does that lead to? It leads to becoming a, a chamber of commerce, 40 under 40, you know, which is nice. cool. I was like one of the youngest guys, you know, 28 years old when I got that it was really cool. We were like 26, but anyway. No, you were not. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could remember things because I don't remember. You know, that, that was cool. And that kind of, and that, what that does, that provides validity. You know yep. what I mean? So now at that point, now I'm like, okay, yeah, that, listen, like, this is not just, um, you know, fly by the seat of your pants, Russell. You know, now it's like, yeah. you know, I am a, I'm a, I'm a legit competitor in this market. You know, yep. they're, they're, I'm, I, I'm being told I'm getting bids from companies who have bidded also. And I'm like, wow, I'm bidding on the same job as these guys. And that's mine now. Yeah. You know, and, and I've lost jobs to guys like that because, you know, somebody did want to go with a bigger, more reputable company, you know, not more reputable, bigger scale, you know what I mean? Yeah. Somebody they felt was, you know, maybe they had gotten burned from another small guy back in the past. And that was a sour Well, I'll tell you what now. happens there is we get a lot of condo complexes because I can send 10 trucks and do it in four days rather than an owner operator that might have to do it for a, a month or, or six or eight weeks. Right. So sometimes it's, it's nothing against the, uh, the smaller guy it's not even a reputation or uh anything like that it's sometimes it's just like it's, well, a capacity. it's a capacity there. thing a lot of times yeah. you know the, the capacity of that. oh yeah yeah they're gonna pay you know because it's just it is what it is nature of the beast you guys can't turn a profit you know being where an owner operator is but they owner operator can't do what you guys can do so it's like you know, yeah there's like a trade of, and that death valley makes it tough yeah, when you're trying to bring your pricing up and you're trying to do all these other things but you might not look that much different than the other guy yet and it was really cool i remember you guys telling me um brian we sat down we're having beers and you go yeah builders i don't like working for them that much anymore this guy doesn't want to hire me i don't care you know like and that yeah. and that attitude i was like how do you not care you know how do you, you know i'll make me in my small my, my small business mind i'm like yeah how do you not care how do you not want these builders calling you back but the truth is you don't do too well from those guys. They're looking for cheap, 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 cheap. Nope. And those are the out. guys that drag you out for six months. They get you all busy. Your machine's tied up. And if they're not paying you, then you like, and that's, I think, where the scale thing came in. I would agree with those uh, builders early on. Like, oh, you don't want to get too big because if the market tanks, you're screwed. But only if you're so entrenched in new construction. The homeowner market's way more predictable. Right. But that takes a lot more marketing. Right. You know, you, you just guys, need one big job, you know, to keep yeah. you busy for months. Yeah. But that's what kind of screwed us. That's why we didn't care after a while. It's like, oh, I got like 12 houses. I'm like, I, okay, now what? Right. Like, well, I got a guy doing it for X amount per foot. I'm like, we'll keep having him do it. Right. You know, <laughs> keep him busy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you were saying like, you know, a lot of times people, there are a lot of, there's a good amount of people who don't price shop, who just want it done right. And they want a good reputable company to come. Yeah. But when they say do it right, be clean, neat, courteous, you know, so, and there's, you know, those are the good jobs. Those are the jobs you want. You know, it's a real, it's a real, you know, conundrum when you think about business as a whole, like how many different directions you can go, the, the customers you want, this, that, the other thing, you know, even like we're talking about two completely different businesses, to completely different sizes, but then there's also other businesses that you can like maybe be in the middle of that. Like maybe it's it would be scalable, not as you know maybe as big as gutters could be, but maybe not as small. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, some people end up wearing the sales hat for the rest of their career. 
where they get one or two crews going. They're not the guy on it anymore. So they do the sales and management side of it. Yeah. So yeah, there are a lot of different stages to business um, for sure. Yeah. You know, and I think, I think most of us kind of want to see like what it can be when it grows up. Right. I think that sometimes the only reason to grow is just seeing what, if you can. Let me ask you guys a question. What do you, what do you view business as? Like, and what I mean by that is like, I view business as an art. Mm -hmm. You know, I think every bit of it is an art, you know, how you kind of go about how you go about it. You know, you got to be tactical. You got to be, you know, tough where you need to be, you need to be lean. You know what I mean? I think of it as like a dance, like an art. Like, mm -hmm. how do you guys view your business? I think it's both art and science uh, for us. Uh, there's a science to it, but which is, you know, the systems and all the things that you put in there together. And then there's the art of it, too. And the art of it really uh, can translate into the people that are part of that, the culture, uh, the, um, you know, they, maybe even some of the products and services and the things that you can do that maybe a lot of other companies can't do out there uh, as far as skill wise. Um, but there's definitely uh, both an art and a science, I think, to what we're doing. Uh, and I think there's art and science uh, in all businesses, uh, even on a small scale or a large scale or anything in between. I think there is that aspect of both um, because it, it does, you know, in the movie, The Pursuit of Happiness, Will Smith says to the guy in the Ferrari, you know, what do you do and how do you do it? When he pulls up in the Ferrari and the guy gets out and he's busy and going on to work and he looks at him and says, well, you know, and he gives him two things. You have to be good with people and you have to be good with, with numbers, you know, and that's an art and science that no matter what level your business is at. Um, and then, you know, the rest is history at the end of the movie, Will Smith applied those, that those two little nuggets that he got from that guy. And he, you know, that, that character changed his, his life course on that. Well, touching what you said, good with people, right? That's super important. You can't just be, um, you know, uh, uh, no personality when you go on an appointment <laughs> or whatever. Even so, and I actually asked Ryan this off camera before about your guys' relationships with your employees. Now, that's something we could touch on, right? Because sure, I don't have to worry about that with my, my set situation. You know, me and my guy, we're in the truck together every day. We hang out, whatever it is. You guys are different, um, you know, but I've seen the way Ryan comes in and he talks to the guys, you know, but the thing is you try to find yourself not trying to get too close and friendly with your guys? Is that going to have you a conflict of interest? Or do you think that's better to get close and, and build the relationship with your crew and maybe, you know, go out for after hours beers or, you know, whatever, have them over for barbecues? Yeah, I think yeah. that has to do with culture. You're, you're hitting, you're talking about culture right there. And I think that, you know, your, your team is only going to be as good as the leadership that's in place. You know, culture is something that, that is cascades down from leadership period in any business. And if the leadership doesn't have uh, those kinds of qualities that are going to attract great people to come and work for you, then it's probably a good idea to maybe not work in your own business. Uh, because really, it, it really, you really have to treat people. And, and, and that's a big part of our program, right? Our big part of our program is educating uh, our staff, uh, creating opportunities for others. And I think when people get to know Ryan and I, they really see, see that that's the real deal. It's just not something that is something that we say, but it's something that we live. And uh, I think that's why we have such great people working at Brothers Gutters and such great franchisees that are joining us all across the country is because 
they see that. They see that we're constantly learning. I mean, we've been in business for 21 years, but Ryan and I are still investing in ourselves. We're still uh, reading books and listening to books and going to seminars and trying to innovate and make things better. And we are because there's guys that have been in this with us for six years, 10 years in this business. And they're seeing new guys that know nothing about gutters. And they're turning around a million dollars businesses with multiple trucks in their first full year of business. So they're seeing the fruit on the tree. And I think that's super important. Uh, whatever you're doing uh, in life is that, you know, you got to treat people like people. And, uh, unfortunately, and I'll just add that. And, and I'll add to that, that um, everyone says business is business and personal, like business and personal, keep them separate. In 20 plus years in business, I've never been able to. Business is personal. So if my business is not doing well, my people are not going to be doing so great. Same thing. If their personal life's not going well, they're not going to be doing right. great in my business. Right. So it is. Yeah. it makes the most sense. Um, and, and, and this is something I learned and it wasn't that long ago. Like people are like, Oh, business is this is my family. It's like, you know, this is my team. You know, if you've ever been on a team, you do everything together, you know, but sometimes people don't make the cut. Sometimes I could love somebody. And I think they're the greatest person. This was, this happened to us last year. We had to let someone go that we really loved. They just weren't good at the role that we hired them for, you know, but this is somebody I would like to go out with that we could still hang out we talk but they just weren't working on the team. So I think you, you do, you want to have that relationship. You want to open up and be who you are. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in like these walls and, and, and I might not be as connected with the installers as I used to, but I'm very connected with the managers and the other people that are in the building most of and the they're day. Connected to their and they're connected and we're teaching them how to, and we do, you know, we do a lot of stuff like first Friday, you showed up on a, uh, you know, we, we tried to get some work done today, but the snow wasn't great. So he saw a bunch of the guys playing, yeah, playing, pool. playing pool. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. You know? So they're just hanging out, playing some pool. Hopefully mm -hmm. they clocked out, but, um, but yeah, ah. it does change. It changes, but you're always going to be in relationship, but it, it changes scale definitely changes it but i feel like we're able to do more for employees ever than when ken and i were going out on trucks we weren't even able to pay guys well right um at that point i mean they just stuck around because maybe because they liked us and they wanted to do it but with pay scale makes a big difference for performance i believe you know you can't pay somebody you know a, a subpar wage and expect above par work i just don't think that that's going to happen i think you know guys are going to perform how they feel they're, they're being compensated, you know? So it's like, okay, you know, uh, and I had that problem with my guy, you know, I was still trying to keep him, you know, at, at a rate where I wanted to be, you know what I mean? I really got to realize that this guy works really hard for me every day, you know what I mean? And, and, and do it, you know, um, I could tell he was, the frustration was setting in, uh, especially after a harder, longer, hot day, you know, hot days and stuff like that. <clears throat> but uh, we got, you know, I told him, what do you need? What do you, what will make you happy? And when I thought about it, like, you know, a couple of, you know, for me, it's like, it ain't going to kill me to no. make him happy. You know what I mean? It really is not going to affect my life at all. Yeah. So why would, why wouldn't I want to keep him why happy? You? you know what I mean? And now, and now, and I tell you, once I got him up to a to where he is now, like he is so much happier. If you just tell, he's not having to go out and like, you know, work on the weekends just to make ends meet, you know what I mean? And things like that. Like he just is able to just live and enjoy it. great. And I think that that's, you know, oh, that's awesome. It's a big deal. It's a big, big difference, you know? Yeah. So this was awesome. So I think we're going to wrap it up here. 
Uh, we covered a lot of ground. So I think we talked about the benefits, the, the, the positives, the negatives, the trials, the everything that we, I feel like unpacked today, we could easily, if we had to make a case, we could make a case for staying small, we can make a case for uh, scaling. But I think what we really did uncover is like, it's gotta be right for you. Right. You know, your, your business model needs to be right for you. If you want more, if you want, you know, different lifestyle things and they're not happening, then yeah, go figure out how to get your business to whatever point that I think suits the lifestyle you want, right? right? So uh, any last uh, thoughts before we end from Ken or Russ? Uh, you know, no, I just want to thank you guys for having me. This was uh, a lot of fun. I'd love to come back and do it again. Yes. We could talk about other cool stuff. Um, yeah, just to touch real quick, one last thing, like you said, like, you know, um, I think a lot of that's to do with the business itself and the type of business, <laughs> you know, as far as feasibility and scalability, if you will. Um, but for me personally, that it just... Staying small, keeping it off. <laughs> you guys are obviously- We should going, do like that guy. You guys are going to the moon. You know, stay small, keep it all, change my mind. We should do yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's great. No, I appreciate it. It's really fun to have you. Um, yeah. For real. Time for lunch? It is time for lunch. Well, thank you nice. everyone who was listening. Hope you got some good nuggets today and we'll see you on the next Bro with the Bros. Thanks for joining us and we hope you implement at least one or two nuggets from this episode that will give you the confidence to grow. Subscribe to our podcast to stay updated and grow with the bros.